0: You deserve to be recognized as an authority in your industry. Hi everyone, it's Dave Lorenzo, and today I'm taking you inside the BS associated with being perceived as an expert. You heard me right. You should be recognized as an authority. I don't care if you're a tow truck operator or you're a big ticket six figure consultant. Well, my guest today is Mike Saunders and he's gonna help us position ourselves as the authority in our industry. You see, Mike is a speaker, he's a best-selling author, he's written actually four books and he's, success, and he's a successful business coach who holds an MBA in marketing. Mike is an adjunct marketing professor at several universities and he's a member of Forbes Coaches Council. He's interviewed hundreds of industry experts on his podcast and he's always striving to learn From thought leaders. Mike is most passionate about seeing his family grow up with high spiritual values and providing them opportunities to succeed in life. He is heavily involved in his local church and he's focused on teaching others the benefits of giving and serving. I've had the fantastic experience of being on his show. So you're in for a real treat, folks, today. Please join me in welcoming Mike Saunders to the Inside BS Show. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us All right, so I wanna be an authority and everyone who's listening wants to be recognized as an authority. What's the first thing we gotta do?
1: Figure out what you need to be an authority of, right? I mean, what's your why? Uh, And I guess that's something that makes common sense, but I feel like too many people are trying to be the jack of all trades, but master of none and then once you figure that out and you know your right target audience, so again, um, those two points are about six months worth of you know time in some cases. But when you know what you really want to dial in and be an authority of and who to sp- uh, uh, speak to, now they need to see you as that authority. And it cannot just be, here's my flyer, website, webinar. They've got to see it right off the bat. And I kid you not, I still have people to this day send me um, communications from their Hotmail account and they run a business. And it's like, no, you need, even if you... (laughs) You're not, you're not perceived as an expert if you still use Hotmail or things like that, you know, or the free WordPress website or anything like that. You have to be seen and trusted as that authority so that people will give you their time and attention to at least have the at-bat to explain what you can do to help them out.
0: Right. So you need to know what business you're in, why people work with you. And that, uh, to me, you know, that in and of itself, you said it, it's, it's six months worth of work. I, uh, two years ago, I was doing, I was working the turkey fryer at a Girl Scouts uh, event at, a, at the troop leader's house. And the troop leader's husband owns a big nursery. And I said to him, hey, how's business? He, he's standing there while we're frying the turkey. And he said, oh, business is good. I said, you know, what do you, where do you go to sell the stuff that you sell. I mean, do you sell, and what is the best selling thing? He's like, oh, I only sell one type of tree. He's like, you see, Dave, you gotta know what business you're in, and I am the only person from the Florida Keys up to the Florida Panhandle who has these trees. So every condo development that needs these trees, they come to me. He's like, I know what business I'm in. I'm the guy for these, and I thought to myself, that is brilliant. Yep. This guy. But knows if you what it is. went
1: to the other nurseries in town and asked them that one question, hey, uh, tell me about your your trees. They're like, well, we've got, and they list the litany, and right. and the temptation is, if you want trees, I've got every. No, um, have you ever read Dave the book Built to Sell?
0: Uh, I have not read it. I, I know of the book. I have not read it. You need to read it.
1: It's okay. a quick read. It's written in fictional storybook format, um, but it makes the point that you're that we're talking about right here, which is here's this guy that's this graphic designer, and he is just pulled 10 ways to Tuesday. All of his clients, you know, give him a hard time, and he wants to sell the business. So he goes to this business consultant and says, I want to sell my business. Um, you know, let's list it. And the guy looks at the business and he goes, you're all over the place. Um, We need to get your business spruced up so that it could be sold at the highest price. Long story short, basically he goes, You do all of these services? Uh-uh. Pick one. What are you good at? And he's like, well, um I guess I do business card. Well, I do logos really good because that's it. You do logos. That's all you're going to do. You're going to create a proprietary process and a spectacular delivery for logos. And now, of course, the story unfolds where it just transforms the business. But you're you're exactly right. What is the one thing you do? My story is when I got my MBA about 10 years ago, I was doing a project for my coursework in you know, let's do a business plan or and a marketing plan for a business you'd like to start. And I thought, well, let me start a marketing firm, right? I'm doing a marketing MBA. And so I started building out and then that's the genesis of of my company uh, from my my, uh, graduate work. Well, I made the mistake everyone does. I can do marketing. So do you want social media, text message marketing, SEO, marketing strategy, email? I did all things to all people and it was just not working out. Then about five years ago, I was like, okay, forget about it. I am going to do one thing, authority positioning. And I'm gonna position you as an authority so that your clients and your prospects see you as the obvious choice in the, in your uh, um, circles. So now that did exactly what we're saying here. It narrows it down. Now, some people would say, well, you need to be the whatever for dentist or the whatever for, and that's fine. That's, that's one approach. I look at it like anybody, like you said, a tow truck driver, how does a tow truck driver need uh, get business by being seen as an authority? So the same principles and concepts work for any industry. Literally, is you need to be seen as that expert and that authority.
0: Okay, so a new client comes to you and he says, "Hey, listen, Mike, here's what I want to do. I want to I want to dominate the. I want to I want to work with certified public accountants. I want to be the go to person for helping certified public accountants with their technology needs." What do we do? What's the first thing we do? Um, I would say,
1: what are the top top questions you get from CPAs about your uh, software, or your your service? And I would say you could probably think of ten right off the bat FAQs, and then I would coach them to go, okay, let's dig deeper and come up with the SAQs, the should ask questions, because the frequently asked questions, those are the easy things. Ah, uh, what's it do? What's it cost? What's it save? How does it work? What are the deeper questions? What are the 10 should ask questions? And then I would um, guide the conversation to the buyer's journey. In marketing, um, there's a really powerful thing called the buyer's journey, and everyone goes through it when we make a purchase. Not gum and pencils and the little things, but if we buy a car or a house or a consulting package, we're gonna go through a, a journey of investigating and questions and concerns and objections we have. And once we understand these core, let's just call them five questions then we can make a buying decision. So I would say to that um, person, what do the CPAs have? What are the top you out know, of these top 10 FAQ and SEQs? What are the top five? Okay, so these top five, if you um, were to have their full attention, and you answered those questions, and they got it, and they're going to make a buying decision, right? Okay, good. Now let's build authority positioning assets around each and every one of these things. Each and every one so that in their buyer's journey, whether it's online, social media, your email, your website, they're seeing those things. But here's the really big rub. And that's a big aha for a lot of people. Like, oh, yeah, I, could, I, I need to articulate those things. But the next thing is to build authority positioning around each and one of those things individually.
0: Oh, okay. I get it. All right, so then build positioning around each of those things individually. So, if I do three things, then I need to write a book on each of those three things? Is that is that how is that how um, it works?
1: No. Hypothetically, you would write the book on how your product or service solves whatever problem for the CPAs. So that's the overarching 30,000-foot view, but you would build authority positioning assets on each one of these things, such as, um, could you go get on some podcasts and get interviewed about this one thing? Mm. Now- You should do 20, 30, 40, 100 podcast interviews and many of them just get your feet wet and talk about yourself and your business, but then strategically go, okay, um, of the 10 FAQs and the 10 SAQs, here's these five I really want to dial in deeper on. So, hey, Mr. or Ms. Podcast Host, well, after we do our intros, I'd like to talk about this one thing right here and, and all the pros and cons and misconceptions. They'll love it. That's great. And then you have this asset, this this podcast interview that's about that one thing. Now, your overall authority is how you are the expert in whatever that that uh, um, solution is for the problem with the CPAs. But what I'm saying is you can't just blah most of the time. And, and guess what? All you authors out there, when you have a book to hand someone, um, they're not going to read every page of it. Studies and research have shown that 60 plus percent of people don't even finish books that they even buy. Mm -hmm. Much less if I send it to you, you're certainly not going to read it. But guess what they're going to do? They're going to do this. And here, I've got a copy of one of my books. They're going to go, oh, huh, book. There's his uh, name and picture on the back. And they're going to do this and fan through, kind of look at some of the headlines. Pretty cool. And if that's all they did, great. Because it dinged in their mind that, all right, this person's better than the one that sent me the trifold color brochure. So once you determine your audience and your message and your solution, start doing these things, these authority positioning assets, like being interviewed, like getting featured in the media, like doing a book. It, it doesn't need to be everything all at once, but just start down that path.
0: Okay, so talk about the difference between – now, you contrast authority positioning with authority selling. What's the difference between authority positioning and authority selling?
1: Well, most people don't like to sell Mm -hmm. at all, right? I'm not a salesperson. Well, good. If you do your authority positioning the right way, you don't need to sell. That pre-sells you. pre-frames in the mind of your target audience, this person's uh, pretty legit. Let me listen to them. Or let me listen to a few of those podcasts. I get their vibe. I get what they're talking. That's pretty cool. Okay, good. Then when you come to that meeting, so let's use as an example, I I call it an authority positioning portfolio, a portfolio of all of these assets we're talking about. So I've got this interview, this interview, this media mention, this whatever book, right? So I've got all these things and now that pre-positions me as an expert. So let's just say this example of the um, software company targeting CPAs. Let's just say that you're not going to cold call CPAs, hopefully not, but you're going to set up an uh, an appointment, meeting, virtual, in-person, phone, whatever the case is. Maybe you're doing LinkedIn outreach. Let's say you have this appointment scheduled for next week. And before that meeting, you're going to send an email. Hey, Mr. or Ms. CPA. Looking forward to our meeting where we'll get to know each other. Just to let you know, I'm not a hard uh, sell, uh, hard sales person, Just going to get to know you. But in the meantime, before our meeting, we'd like you to take a look at this and this and this. Now, what are these things? Maybe it's a link to your book. Maybe it's a link to this podcast episode. Maybe it's a link to that podcast episode. You know, And you're putting that in there to go, hey, just get a little flavor of my approach to how I work with my clients. Take a look at some of these and uh, we'll talk to you soon. So now they have, you have pre framed yourself in their mind. Did they listen to every syllable of every podcast episode? Nope. But your competitors aren't on podcast episodes, I'm sure. They didn't write a book. They didn't get mentioned in the media. So when you get pre-framed that way, now when you get to uh, on that phone call, which is really a sales presentation or a sales pitch, you're not really pitching or selling hard. You're just kind of talking. Hey, did you have a chance to listen? Yeah, I listened to most of that one. You brought up a good point where – and now you're just talking and serving and giving value. So I feel
0: like authority position helps to preclude the sales and the close and the pitch. Okay. Great, and do you take people through that in in your new book, Authority Selling? Is that what you take people through? Describe how the book will help people do this. Yeah, it
1: lays a groundwork, a ground, work, a ground uh, um, foundation of what is authority positioning. How do you get it? Um, you can, like a, as anyone could imagine, you could pay five, six grand a month to get. Uh, um, press release and public relations and and all of these things, but it, it doesn't take that. Um, so in the book, I give really uh, probably three, four, five specific sources where you can get in front of journalists at no cost. You can get on podcasts at no cost. Um, so I give you a lot of free resources that way, but then I bring it all together and say, now, once you have all of this built for yourself, your brand, your personal brand, your company, however, uh, wh- whatever it is, here's what you do with it. So now that you have it, what do you do with it? And so that's how I, when I work with uh, my private clients, I teach them the concepts, I teach them what to do with it. And then, yes, I can give you this plan, but 99.2% of the time, people still don't go out and do it. So my deliverable is I go, oh, you want this? I'll do it for you and fast. Oh, you want that? I'll do it for you and fast and affordable. So the book really lays out the methodology and the research, and then it gives you the path forward and the blueprint for doing it yourself at low cost or no cost.
0: Okay, so give us take us inside your business, right? This is the Inside BS show. So you just said, okay, I'll do it for you. Explain what you mean by that. So somebody comes to you and says, all right, Mike, I want to be the authority on you know, reaching out to accountants. And you say, well, here's the plan. This is what we're going to do. And then they say, well, I want you to do it for me. I mean, do you do everything? Yep. How does it work?
1: Okay, so you know how I said the ten FAQs and the ten SAQs. Let's get your message uh, and your solution down, Pat. So once we get that, uh, that uh, let's say we just use the number uh, ten. Uh, we pick the ten top topics that you want to be known for for your solution, and then I go, okay, how about this? If I told you to write me um, five, six, seven pages for each one, you'd get about five or six, seven paragraphs in and kind of go, right? Because I've said for years, there's a disconnect between your head and your hands. Like you start writing or typing and it's like, I don't know. But if I said, hey, Dave, I'm going to bring you on my podcast. I'm going to interview you about this one topic. You could talk forever on that, right? So why don't we schedule up three, four interviews on my show and I'm going to do a nice intro and I'm going to prop up the spotlight and make sure people know how great you are. But we're going to focus on this one thing really hard. And then the next um, interview we do, we're going to do the same thing on, and maybe it's three or four of these main topics. So now all you've done is get on the phone and talk about what you know best, you and your solutions. And I've made you look like the rock star. And then I um, sent you a draft copy of a press release. Hey, Dave Lorenzo featured on the Influence... And now that you're, you're reading that going, okay, cool. That sounds great. Change that one word, but run with that. And I get that distributed through dozens of online news media sources. And now Google's picking up your interview, your press release, and you, all you've done is a couple phone interviews. That's simple. And then I go, oh, Hey Dave, um, depending on your budget, of course, you know, these little things I've mentioned so far are very, very low end and affordable, but I go, um, Hey, why don't we really throw some grease on the fire here? And why don't we take those interviews we just did? Why don't I just with no extra work on your Part, why don't I just transcribe those and clean them up and smooth them out and boom, here's your book. Why don't I just go ahead and make that an Amazon bestseller? We'll make a nice cover. Your name's on the cover, your picture's on the cover, and here's your book. It's like, I don't need to write anything. Nope, done. All done. And then, you know those interviews we did? Weren't they pretty fun? And you're like, wow, I was kind of enthused and, and invigorated. It was really fun. Why don't I go ahead and I launch and produce your own podcast for you and show you how to use that to get in front of influencers in your industry? You, you go and interview those CPAs. Why don't you get cpas on your show and to spotlight their business and they appreciate that they love being able to promote their business on your show and you send them the link you make a little graphic and you thank them and then you go oh by the way when I was interviewing you, I thought of a really cool um, idea for you. Can we circle around and have a chat about that? And of course, they're going to say yes, because you gave value first. And then when you set that appointment, what do you do? Remember how I told you pre-framing? Maybe you drop a copy of the book of your book in the mail to them. Maybe you email them a couple podcast episodes and some media mentions and go, hey, before we uh, chat about that idea, thought I'd give you some of these things. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. Now you get on the phone, you're not selling. You're just going, you know, when I interviewed you, you said this. And I think my package here that I do this software would really whatever the solution is. But you see where this progression of do you think you can talk about what you know easily on the phone? Yeah. And I turn it into media, podcast, book. Your own show done for you. No, None of the technical work, none of the writing, none of the, you know, hard, heavy lifting. I'm just handing it to you and then teaching you how to use that to
0: get more business. That's fantastic. Wow, that's great. So they don't they don't even really have to lift a finger and they can take all those assets you created and use them in multiple different ways. Now, I've heard you say that SEO is you use a polite term. You say SEO is antiquated, right? You don't say SEO is dead or don't waste your money on SEO. What do you mean SEO is antiquated and it's not as relevant as it as it used to be? Tell tell folks what you mean by that.
1: Yeah, the qualifier is for many industries obviously seo is great it's a thriving thing if you if you're uh you know a local dentist you're gonna need to have local seo done all of that works but many times a coach consultant thought leader author speaker many times even attorneys um they are going to have one thing that's very different than people searching for a keyword you know what they're going to get? They're going to get word of mouth and networking, and they're going to go, oh, you need to talk to Dave Lauren, so he's my guy for whatever, and that person's going to go, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And they're going to Google you. They're going to Google your name, and maybe you have a law firm or a whatever company. They're going to Google your name and your company. What do they see? Well, that's where um authority positioning as google indexes it comes in so much they're not going to google best dallas whatever best miami whatever they're going to they're going to google your name and your company now they obviously are going to see your website and your linkedin but they know those are your you know, megaphones. Those are your sales. thing. they are not gonna go there first. They're gonna call you first. They're gonna look around and go, all right. Let's see if he's on the ripoff report. Let's see some reviews. I don't know. Oh, um, he was mentioned in the media. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Oh, he was interviewed on. Oh, that's. It. Oh, he's got a book. They're gonna scout it out. So what? But my point is, is I use an authority position using Google, where we get all of these assets tied and in indexed to your name and your brand then when people are Googling you, now it's drawing them in from those authority positioning assets they're seeing. And sure, that's a whole other industry if you want to get keywords that you can pay thousands of dollars a month for that. But for most people, Man, I need to be seen myself with my name, my brand, my company as that expert, and that these assets really dial that in really laser focused well.
0: Okay, I love it. That's a, that's a great plan. I think. And listen, you can spend a ton of money on SEO, or you could spend a little bit of money doing what Mike said, and it'll be higher. You, you'll get a better return from the investment because you'll find yourself when people put your name in coming up higher in search engine results timely and rele- being timely and relevant is one of or two of google's factors when they index content and put it toward the top now one of the things i noticed mike from being on your show is that the show you know you ran the show as a regular podcast but the show also showed up on a couple of radio stations how do you get your show syndicated on radio stations as well
1: um that's just a, a a factor of what i do in my syndication network so i make sure that my show and my client shows that i produce um, are on all the normal channels, you know, like Spreaker, Stitcher and, and all right. those ones. But then I go through and I make sure that it is also syndicating to iTunes and Spotify. And um also I do something really fun because um I don't know about you, Dave, but my family's recently gotten into Alexa. Now it's kind of old, you know, but we just got into Alexa. Hey, that's cool. But I set up my client shows on Alexa. So you can go, hey, Alexa, play Influential entrepreneurs podcast, and it's like you're playing now, and it's really cool to hear that. So I get I get the client shows on that. Also, um, we we're uh, associated with um, a, a lot of different stations that will run our programs through their terrestrial show. That's what you're mentioning. So that that's a really really big piece is that reach. Now, what I will recommend is when you are a guest on a show, or if you have your own show and you've got these episodes, um, I teach people to like I just briefly mentioned about target that CPA in that example. Well, that's targeting a prospective client of yours. So that's, you know, really a possible uh, um client that could turn into work. But who do those CPAs look to as an expert or an authority? So maybe think about if that's your market. What was the last time I went to a convention and I saw a bunch of keynote speakers or a round table and all these CPAs were like, you know, chomping at the bits to listen to that person? And you can find this online, right? The last CPA, AICPA convention had this keynote speaker or this round table. Get those people and interview them for your show. And now when you communicate to your target audience, your CPAs through email, website or your um, social media, now it's like, hey, I just interviewed so-and-so, take a listen where we talked about and now these CPAs are like, really? That's pretty cool. They And now they're equating you at the level of their kind of you know thought leader that they have respect. And most of the time, you can't interview everyone you want, but most of the time, all it takes is a quick message, maybe an email or a LinkedIn message. I've interviewed people that were just mind-blowingly popular, right? I mean, New York Times bestselling authors, and guess how I got them? I asked, you know, I don't pay people to come to my show. So it's it really is a powerful to have that and to get that reach out there and then to use that in your business development promotions.
0: Yeah, so in terms of getting guests, you recommend just going to their LinkedIn profile, sending them a quick in-mail message on LinkedIn, saying, hey, listen, I really admire your work. I'd love to help you promote your next project. I understand you're doing this book. Um, Let me help get the word out. Would you be available for a 20-minute interview on my show? And then just sending it off in an in-mail on LinkedIn, is it that easy? It, It is, and I would just qualify that by saying, you know, I'm a fan of your work. Well,
1: make sure you are or make sure that it's like, oh, hey, I saw that article you wrote on whatever. And then go read the dumb article and pull out a little, you know, be genuine about it. Right. Don't just blast. But whether it's a LinkedIn message or an email or whatever mode of communication, um, my, my advice now we're on, at the moment we're on video. um, But I personally will say, hey, would you be free for a 20 minute phone interview sometime? Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're making the initial C- communication with someone like that, they're gonna be a lot more um apt to go, yeah, yeah, that's good. rather than, you know, can I do a video? You need lighting? You need this and that? they're gonna uh, that's just too much work. Now, you and I, I interviewed you. We got to know each other, so, okay, let's do a video, no problem at all. But if you're using your podcast for strategic alliance or business development, make it so easy for them. And when they feel like I can just jump on the phone for 20 minutes, yeah, I'll do that. And and you, you give that value of, oh, I see you're promoting this, or I saw you were recognized in, would love to help you get the word out, would love to spotlight uh, what makes you different than your competition. People these days pay literally hundreds of dollars to get on podcasts. Just yesterday, I was talking with one of my uh, strategic alliance partners. We brought a three-way call in to someone we're looking at working with, and he says he's paying $200 per guest appearance. He has someone that books him on a guest appearance for a podcast. He pays $200 per.
0: $200 to to get on a podcast? To get on a podcast, to be interviewed.
1: That's uh, all right. Advantage. Well,
0: what type of it, what type it, of reach those shows have?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, who knows? But the point I, is, I get, that I get ten thousand downloads and nobody, nobody's throwing guesting.
0: money at me.
1: <laughs> yeah, sign <side laughs> me up. Put me on that list. I'll, I'll uh, uh, interview people for two hundred dollars. But the point is, that's the draw of right. being on podcasts these days. Sure. Um, and sure. I'll I'll mention this to you to to you as well. Um, there's this phrase that I love that just, it just makes the point so well, the message is the medium. So sometimes that message that you have that solution to someone's problem, you can shout it from the rooftops, but who's going to hear you. But if you put that out to your market, that message might be so dialed in and wonderful, but it's falling on deaf ears because of the medium you're using. So here's what I mean by that. Let's say that you have a succinct message that could really change the life of your target audience and you put it on your Facebook page. Everybody knows that Facebook's free. Let's say that you read it um, and you get in front of a video and you do it on your Facebook live or your YouTube live. Everybody knows that's the barrier to entry to that is low. It's free. And oh, let's say you put it as a blog post on your WordPress blog. Everybody knows that's free, simple, free, easy. It's like, yeah. But if you took that same message, and you put a series of them and now it's in a book, or now it's on a podcast, or now it's on a TV broadcast on a, on a you know, like a, you know, Roku or whatever. Now all of a sudden it's elevated because the medium, the platform that it's on is better respected. And that's what needs to happen with your brand. You know, your brand, your personal brand, you yourself need to be seen as that authority and expert. Yes, by what you do, but mainly you're gonna catch attention by where you're, you're seen. And and I think that's the art of doing that. And you don't have time to learn it, do it, and struggle and all that. Cause you know what? The first time you get frustrated, it's like, yeah, that didn't work. You need someone to just go, here's why this is important. Done.
0: Yeah. And commitment is is critical because you're yeah. never going to be good at something the first time you do it. You're talking about, yeah. you know, doing podcasts. This is the, the this episode with you is probably my two hundred and thirtieth some odd episode. And I'm just starting to figure it out. It took me, it's taken yeah. me years to, to get to this point. And one of the decisions I made in 2021 was that I was going to start to do the show daily. And why? To accelerate the learning curve for me so that I get really yeah. good at it faster. So when it comes to these uh, strategies of authority positioning and then leading to authority selling, do you do one at a time? Do you do multiple simultaneously? Because there is such a steep learning curve, what do you recommend people do?
1: Well, I will say there is a steep learning curve. There's a high expense bar. It doesn't have to be that if you work with someone that'll do it for you at an affordable rate. But but even so, even with, like I mentioned to you about, let's do some interviews and then we turn it into, then we do this and even that could feel overwhelming. Like I'm doing it for you, don't worry. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. So you have to just see what fits best, right? Like um, what I would say is, you know, let's look at your um, time commitment, your budget commitment. And let's say that all you can afford is X and maybe next quarter we can add the next thing in. So you start with the the low-hanging fruit and then you build from there and you build from there. And so that's what I would say is best as an example. Um, let's say that someone really wants to gain 20 pounds, lose 20 pounds, and they need to hit the gym, but they haven't hit the gym in years. Do you put them on a two hour workout routine, six days a week? No earthly way. They quit in two days, mm-hmm. but do you put them on 20 minutes, four days a week. Yeah, I can do that. And then they're like, well, shoot, I can do, um, 30 minutes for days. I can do, t- you know, an hour, four days a week. So you just build from there, build, you got to start at a place where you're going to get some quick results. And then you build it from there. You show them where they could go. And then you pull it back and go, but don't worry. I'm going to lead you down that road. First, we're going to start here. And all you got to do is that 20-minute this. And then all you got to do is approve what I send you. But, but look at where it fits in the big picture.
0: Yeah, as somebody who uh, coaches people a lot, how do you get them to implement the strategies that you share with them? And because I don't I don't know if it's intimidation by the mountain, they feel like they have to climb because go back to your workout analogy. You know, I want washboard abs and I know that doing sit ups is painful. So I'm going to resist doing those sit ups for as long as I can. I go to the gym, I meet my trainer, I do the sit ups, I'm sore for three days, then I go back to the gym and do it again. I have to be committed to that. I think I bring the commitment to it until I do the first sit up, right? It's the same yeah. thing with coaching. How do you get people to do what's good for them? Um
1: a, sometimes you can lead the horse to water. You can't make them drink. So you can try and show, and, and some people just won't. And that's just the way it is. We know that. So you don't demean them. You just go, okay, great. And then let them implement when the time is. But when you can show them how easy it is to hand it to them. Mm-hmm. And then they start seeing results. And I will tell you this. One thing that we didn't talk about, because one of the results is what we've already talked about. Hey, you get this, and Google see, and then you can you. But one of the other results that I think is so important that ties into what you're asking is competence you know your um, net worth is a direct result of your self-worth and when confidence grows you're unstoppable right so now you really don't need to sell because you're just confident about presenting well what I mean by that is when you see these authority positioning assets being handed to you and done quickly and easily and then told a simple process of oh well, all you need to do is you're like oh cool and and now literally you find yourself like walking a little taller and your your colleagues and friends and family are like, oh my word, you! that's pretty awesome. I saw that on Facebook. I saw that email you sent out. That's really amazing and you're like, yes it is. So when you see your confidence grow, that motivates you to then to take that easy step of implementing it and layering it in with what you already do. What I want you to realize is authority marketing is not some new thing to say, don't ever do anything else again and only do this and it's gonna take six, no, authority marketing is easily layered into what you're already doing and it makes everything else that you're doing work better because do, would you imagine and I I I've, I've done this webinar before and I don't have the slide to show but you can only imagine this I make this point on uh, on a, a teaching would you trust this guy and I've got this image of this guy that literally I took a screenshot on my Facebook and the headline was I can help you scale your business to seven figures and I took the screenshot and it's got a He's just some, he looks like some 19-year-old kid with a tank top on, literally. And I'm like, hold up, would you trust that guy? No, what you need to do is you need to be able to take these assets, easily use them in your business so that you're going to see the results in your own self, your confidence grow, and then you see your network and your prospects responding to them in a positive way, and then that momentum builds on itself. So that's a really, really great way to just start small and let it grow from there.
0: Terrific, thanks, Mike. All right, let's talk a little bit about authority selling and the book itself. What are the top three things people are gonna get from that book? Let's let's get people into the book, let's get them to open the book, let's get them to read the book. What are the top three things that we're gonna get from reading the authority selling book? So I teach the
1: authority positioning, research and methodology, and then I teach you some specific ways to implement it for free or low cost like where can you get in front of journalists here's a source right here how can you get in front of podcasters to get on the show here's a source and a link right here so i teach you some of those things to implement from the research that we do and then i tell you okay once you get those assets here's what to do with them in your business to be seen as that expert here's exactly how you can layer it in with what you already know i often say you know if you don't feel like your marketing is performing it might not be your marketing it might be your positioning. So whether you're doing Facebook ads or you're doing direct mail, it doesn't matter. If people see you as that expert, that trust level increases and you're able to be seen as that expert, so it's gonna convert a little bit better. Is it gonna 10X your results? You can't say that. But it's going to give you a better return than if you are saying, email me at my Hotmail account. So, yeah, in the book, I teach you research and methodology. I teach you exact tips and tricks and, and um, low-cost or no-cost ways to access some of those um, uh, objectives. And then what do you do with them once you have them?
0: Super. Okay, folks, if you want a copy of Authority Selling book, you can the Authority Selling book, you can go to authoritysellingbook.com, authoritysellingbook.com. The link will be in the show notes. That's where you can find Mike's new book. Also, you can find out more about Mike at his website authoritypositioningcoach.com. Go out and get Mike's book today, and why should you do it? Well, he just gave you three whole reasons to do it. You can make more money with less effort through authority selling and with your authority positioning my guest today has been mike saunders he's got a great new book out we're going to put the link in the show notes authoritysellingbook.com mike it's been an absolute pleasure having you with us today thanks for joining us thank you dave Folks, we'll see you right back here again tomorrow on, a, on the next Inside BS show. We'll take you inside business strategy, share the insider business secrets with you, and take you right behind all the inside BS that gets you bogged down. My name is Dave Lorenzo, and we're here every day with a great new show. Go to authoritysellingbook.com, buy Mike's book, sell more stuff today. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Until then, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.